All right. We've been doing like a nine episode just running joke of, I want to say it's Draycut. Like, how do you actually pronounce the city that you live in? <laughs> it's pronounced. Welcome to the United States Fingerboard Podcast. I'm your host, Levine Cunningham, and I'm excited to be chatting with Mike Schneider with Flatface. Mike, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be on. Me and you, we've got a little bit of history together. We've kind of been uh, chit-chatting for the last year and a half or so, but uh, we'll talk about that here a little bit. What I like to kind of get into is uh, just more of like the current Mike Schneider. I know you're like one of the most literally interviewed podcast like just fingerboarders on podcast i mean you got episodes interviews i think you're even on the actual television so you're like the guy to be like just just to get on the wire for sure so like for you mike like you know i've been following your instagram here recently and i know like you've been kind of going on like a i want to say like a more spiritual quest like more enlightenment <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess I'm like sharing a little bit more things that are not just fingerboarding, because it's always been just fingerboarding, fingerboarding, fingerboarding for all my content and stuff like that, which it's still going to be, of course. But I just kind of realized, like, there's so much value in just life and sharing anything and everything a little bit of this and that. And it, it makes it more interesting, but it also brings a lot of joy and it helps people and stuff like that. So um, I'm just kind of open, opening up a little bit more of my world or my thoughts or whatever to people just in, in a fun way, stuff like that. So yeah, I've done like some ask me anything Q and a kind of things on Instagram. Well, I'll, I'll respond to them like with my voice talking and giving advice or giving opinions or whatever the heck it is. And you know, I just thought I would just do that for fun and see how it goes. And people started saying like really heartfelt things about like how much it helped them and stuff. So I just started like doing more of that stuff like that. And then, yeah, I got um, this podcast coming up that I'm going to put out soon where I'm thinking like, even though fingerboarding is the reason that the podcast will exist and how all of us got together and stuff, it's not really going to be a fingerboard podcast. It's going to have probably like really good fingerboard stuff in there for sure but it's going to be more of like what else is each of these people up to and what else do they have to talk about or what have they been through all kinds of stuff like that go way way deeper than just fingerboarding and then of course talking about how fingerboarding relates to their life and all of that stuff and where how they started where they got to and all kinds of so just like the whole bigger picture i think is really useful to share for me and for other people. No, I agree. I am like, I like how like, you know, people just, they change, they grow and they develop. And so, you know, when we're looking at individuals, whether it's, you know, someone we know, ourselves, friends, we're typically not in the same place we were two years ago. Usually we keep it moving. We're doing bigger and better things or, you know, just taking different views and different approaches on life. And so that's kind of why I'm like, you know, like everybody knows like the old Mike, I'm almost wanting to know like, what's, what's, who's the new Mike. That's what we're all like trying to figure out. We're trying to figure out who's the, who's the new Mike, what you got like in the future, what your plans are, stuff like that. And so 
there's a lot that's going on with you. I know you're a very complex person. So it's kind of cool to get that enlightenment there. Yeah, definitely. I'm excited to share. I mean, I only share a tiny bit of everything too. Like, uh, but I think, you know, more stuff will come out in the podcast and stuff too, as it goes on. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, I've pretty much just been showing fingerboarding. Like it's been like 20 years or well for videos, probably, probably like 17 years or so of videos. And it's like, you know, 99% of the videos is just fingerboarding tricks and nothing else, you know, it's not even like a word or a, anything. So now it's like, I've been expanding a little bit into like, okay, like people like it when I talk, I could talk about some things, I guess, you know, like there's, there's a lot, you know, I'm not just a fingerboarder. I'm a person too. So yeah, there's like, there's a lot there. I agree. I feel the same way. I am uh, theoretically a fingerboarder first and then United States Fingerboarding League second, I guess, which is kind of hard. You're like the same, you know, you're Mike as you know, you, and then you've got flat face. And so it's kind of hard to separate the two brands. Cause like, we're both generally just like, we love fingerboarding, but there's that business aspect to it as well. And so that's uh, always an interesting approach, but I find it kind of crazy that, you know, you're 20 years in you're, I refer to you as like LeBron James of fingerboarding. You're 20 years in. And I mean, you've been operating at such a high level for so long. Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't even know how, like, I've just been obsessed with it and just fingerboarding, just doing it. And like, it's funny because people say a lot of like, you know, thank you so much for what you do and stuff like that. I'm like, all I'm doing is the thing that I'm obsessed with. I'm just obsessed with fingerboarding and I'm just fingerboarding, you know, it's like, I mean, I do see like I, I put in a lot of work and whatever, but I don't really think of it as like work or time. I mean, it's all the time and it's all as much work as you could do. But at the same time, it's like it's not work at all. It's like totally fun. It's like, what can I do? How can I do this? I'm not thinking of like, you know, like how much money could I make or how could I make this bigger? I'm more like, how could I do this the best? You know, how could I make this better? How could I improve this? How can I make a better fingerboard? How could I reach more people? How can I make the event? more fun like stuff like that and so that's just kind of been my approach the whole time no i understand that completely that's kind of <laughs> been our model here with the united states fingerboarding league and stuff when we first started out we were like man we gotta like you know try to host some events here and there and see if people even show up we weren't sure if 40 people would show up <laughs> or if 100 people showed up and so you know when we started out we didn't even know if there was really a market for something like this and you know so like we just went in just trying to spread fingerboarding to the masses and with that whole approach. And so it's been a, a very fun and interesting experience. And I'm kind of glad that, you know, we've got such this long track history of that. And basically also, you know, you and me also coming together on some of that as well. So just a lot going on. I know that, you know, you've been doing this for 20 plus years and you actually have a 20 year fingerboard coming out. I saw a little sneak pivot on instagram yeah i can't believe that it's been 20 years now and so um yeah jesse braun made this new graphic and my girlfriend screen printed some of them onto wood so it's like this ink screen printed and then it's going to be lacquered really nice so that it's protected and then we're also going to print a real wear version of it so you like real wear graphics those will be available like in different colors and then the uh screen printed ones are also like we got four different color inks and then you know a bunch of different colored plies so there's going to be a whole bunch of boards um 
I don't know how many we're going to make yet, but I'm going to try to make a ton of them. So there's like hopefully enough for everyone who wants one. So it's like a cool collector thing, mm -hmm. but I really want people to use them too. So it's like the screen printed ones are going to be durable enough that you can use that and it's not going to destroy the graphic. That's what I was kind of afraid of when I saw that. I was like, man, I've got to get two of those. One to skate and one yeah. to keep for sure. And there's a lot of collectors out there for sure. So I run a lot of Facebook groups and stuff like that. And I mean, people are literally like, it's like Black Friday at Walmart 20 years ago, whenever they see like a Mike Snyder, like OG vintage board, like pop up on eBay or something. And it gets, it gets wild. Yeah. Here, I'm going to show you the boards in case anyone hasn't seen them. So these aren't finished yet, but. Um, yeah. Unreleased. Look at this. Those are fire. Yeah. So there's uh these are gold ink actually. Yeah, those are fire. Blue. And then I'm going to have one. all different colors, all different. We got black ink, white ink, gold, silver. And then for bottom plies, every color you can imagine. And then uh, what else? Yeah, and then the real wear ones are going to be totally different color schemes. So they're going to be, there's a lot to collect if you want to try to collect them all. Yeah, I was getting ready to say you're about to break the internet and also disappoint <laughs> some people because we're talking i think you just said like six or seven different variations yeah at least probably yeah something like that but like i'm trying to kind of make as many as possible like pretty much every board that i make like sells out really fast so i'm like trying to make more than i even usually do like i'm doing my best to make enough for everybody that's that's all i can do all your stuff sells out stupid fast. If I don't like, uh, if I don't set like an alarm or something saying like the mic drop is getting ready to drop. I mean, if you wait maybe more than 45 minutes to an hour, I mean, almost everything is practically gone. And so like you'll get on and maybe a certain color might be there. If you're really looking for one color, like the most popular color, it's, it's gone. It's just gone, gone. Yeah. It's crazy. Cause I get people asking me every day, like, Hey, can you put blah 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 on the website and i'm like i would if i had it you know it's like it's not that i'm holding things back or something like you guys are the problem you're buying it all like it's a good problem but uh you know people always just say like can you restock it and i'm like if it was that simple i would put it in stock but i can't put it in stock what i don't have so yeah it's like it's it's awesome like the support is just really unbelievable definitely so kind of walk us behind the scenes i mean i don't need you to give away the secret sauce or anything but a lot of people are still trying to figure out are you still like making most of this stuff yourself or are you streamlining this or what's that process look like um so i do have help now i can't make every single board 100 percent by myself anymore otherwise there'd be like you know one board a day or whatever but um so i have people helping me but everything's still made in the u.s it's all handmade still it's all to my standards uh we do like the fine sanding and lacquering in house still so it's like and then the people helping me are fingerboarders they're people you've seen in my videos for 15 plus years that i've known forever so they have the same attention to detail that i have or if they don't i train them and say like look you got to look at this and that and this and i'm very very picky with my boards how how they're made and how they come out and stuff so there's a lot of um I don't, I don't know, maybe proprietary kind of techniques or, you know, it's not that it's like no one else does it, but there's just certain ways that I make sure it's done. And they're not always the fastest way or the cheapest way, but they're what I found to be like the best way. So for the best performing board, 
you maybe have to, you know, let it sit longer in the mold than you're supposed to and little things like that, where it's like, we're going to have less boards, but they're going to be better. So it's all that, but yeah, it's all handmade. Even my wheels are made in Massachusetts. Uh, all the machining is done locally and stuff. So that's always been a really big thing for me, just keeping everything as local and handmade and high quality as possible. And if it has to be, you know, if I need help, it's not like I'm outsourcing it to like another country, but it's like I'm outsourcing it to like a friend whose like dream job it is to work for Flatface or something. So it's like, it's a really cool setup that way. Interesting. So yeah, I kind of already kind of knew that, but I knew the old mic. I'm not sure, you know, everybody's trying to figure out like what's going on with the new mic. And so that's, uh, that's comforting to hear. I think that all of our fans are definitely going to enjoy the fact that you're still like leading the charge and you're make you just in charge of quality control and doing all the good things there at Flatface. So. I yeah. Am... I mean, I'm trying to make it better. If anything, like there's in that way, there's no new mic or old mic. It's just like, I'm still doing it the same. I'm still going for it. But I think the thing now is like, I'm trying to just make it better and better. So I have some cool stuff coming up in the next few months that I can't even talk about yet, but some really cool, like I'm just constantly thinking like, how can I keep everything going, but also how can I make something better, new, different, improved. And, you know, sometimes some time goes by where I don't have any ideas. And so everything's just going the same. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, I finally know what to do. Or like something pops up and it's like, wow, this would be amazing. I'm going to do this. So I have some really cool things coming up um, probably in summertime. Always innovating. I like it. So we just had Rendezvous 33. I was fortunate Dude. enough to make it out there. We're talking, I don't know if that's like one of the biggest turnouts that you've had there, but it was absolutely yeah. nuts. It was huge. That was definitely one of the biggest ones ever. There was so many people. Um, I wish I had a, a count of how many people, but I actually just bought a counter. So next time we'll start counting how many people come in through the door. Um, but there's estimates of like 400 or so. It's, that's wild. Yeah, I was up top on the little uh, where the food area was and stuff like that and kind of looking over the banister. And I mean, there was probably like 150, 200 people down there. And there's probably at least another yeah. like 50, 60 people in the parking lot playing Kadama and Hacky Sack and stuff and just shooting the breeze. Yeah. And I was like, this is crazy. Yeah, it was insane. It was just so packed. Uh, yeah, I mean, soon I'm going to need a bigger building is what I'm thinking. But we'll see. So how does one keep a building like that? You have done something I haven't even done. Like I had a building, I couldn't keep it. You've had this building. I mean, how long have you had this building? I think I'm not that good with dates, but I think it was 2016 or 18. If not, I got to check next time in there. One of the pieces of art on the wall has the date on it. And that was like from right when the building was pretty new. So I just okay. like look at that to refresh my memory. But uh, I don't know. Somebody listening definitely has a better memory on that than I do. But yeah, it's been many years now. It's probably been like four to six years or so. And I mean, basically everybody, the fingerboard community is the reason that that building exists. You know, like they're funding it by purchasing stuff from us at the store sessions and on my website and whatever. So it's like, even if I have an event where it's like technically we you know, a small store session event one month where not many people came and we didn't sell much, you know, maybe the building costs more to have than how much we made that month, but then Flatface sold enough stuff online that it covers it. And then 
you know, if we have a really big rendezvous, it's like that that pays for the building for many months. So um, I just kind of I just had to make it work. You know, I had to say, like, how can we do a fingerboard place where everything is all at once? Because like before that, I was paying for storage to put all my parks because I couldn't keep them all. There was too many parks. They had to go somewhere. And the storage was pretty expensive. And then it was like, you know, what? what's the next step up from storing it somewhere that people can't use it? Store it somewhere that people can use it and that we don't have to set it up. Um, so, yeah, basically, I used to rent like a big space all the time, like all year round like that. And then eventually I was able to buy this building. So, you know, when you buy it, it's like you have to have some money up front for it. So you got to save up for a while. But then the monthly thing is like your mortgage is the same as renting somewhere else so it's ultimately a better move because then if i was renting forever it's like every month you're throwing away money kind of you don't have anything to show for it at the end besides the past what you did and had so it's like with this one it's kind of an investment in flat face and in the future and in everything you know no i completely understand i'm actually faced with the same issues and stuff as well it's the reason why we got our building to begin with was you know, we're paying like five, six, seven hundred dollars and just properly storing all of the parts and stuff. And I'm like, I'd rather put it to the, you know, let the public be able to skate in session and stuff. And so, no, it makes perfect, yeah. perfect sense for sure. Cause that's where I'm at now. All my stuff's just sitting in storage and I feel like it's definitely a waste. Yeah, I was there for a few years for sure, just like putting it back and forth in storage. So, you've been fingerboarding for so long. So, we've been. All right, so I don't even know how to even kind of like go about this. So you are with Black River as a team rider. I mean, what's the relationship with you and yeah. Black River? Um, so they sponsored me when I was like, I don't know, maybe 15 or 16-ish. Um, they put me on the team and like I went to Germany and met them, went to some events over there. And I mean, they're like a huge inspiration for me. So like my events only exist because of the events that they've done. And yeah, so I got on the team and then I had, you know, I already had flat face and I was like, Hey, could I sell some rip tape? Like we can't get rip tape out here. This was way back when we couldn't really order from them even. It was so hard. So I was like, Hey, could I buy like, I don't know, 20 packs of rip and like resell them on my site? They were like, yeah, sure. And then it worked out really well. So we moved on to like ramps and everything. And I became like their distributor for the U S um, so yeah, we do a bit of everything. It's friendship, it's business, it's team, it's everything. And yeah, those guys are like some of my best friends. So like Martin, Denise, and then everyone else who's like in the crew and who works for them and stuff. It's just like, we go way back because I've been going there for now like almost 15 years since I first went there. And there was some years that I went to Germany like three, four times per year. Like it's amazing out there. I was going to talk about that. I've seen you on Battle of the Herricks back in the day. And so, I mean, did Black River come out and find you? How'd you get invited to something like that? I mean, for someone who's like, hey, yeah. I'm pretty good at fingerboarding. I see Mike doing all this cool stuff overseas. Like, how does one even get noticed like that? Um, so, like, anyone can go there. Like, you don't have to be invited to, I mean, maybe to be in Battle at the Herricks because it's like, you know, it can't just be everyone because it's like a tournament. But um, that was a little after anyway. So Fast Fingers was first. Like, I went to Fast Fingers 
I don't know what number, 11 or 16 or something like whatever the heck it was. And that was like, you didn't have to be invited, but it was, it was like, if you go there and you're from another country, like people are, you know, everyone's talking and having fun there anyways. And, um, it was, it was cool to connect with everybody, but yeah, the way that they found me was YouTube. And it was very interesting because YouTube used to have messages on there and I think they don't anymore, but my inbox was always like super full, like, I'm talking like a hundred messages a day or whatever. Like you can't keep up. So I just would never look at it because it was impossible, but I would maybe look at it like once a month and like, you know, just skim through them, see what a few of them are, maybe like respond to one random person and make them happy. And, uh, which is basically what my DMS is like now it's like over flooded, but, um, I try to keep up, but anyway, so one day I was like, Oh, I guess I'll check my YouTube messages. And I had no clue what i was about to find i opened it up and there it is black river and they messaged me and i was like no way and they asked me if i want to be on their team and it was just like i remember that it's like a childhood memory now it's like just some i remember that day and i remember like going downstairs into my kitchen and fingerboarding on the counter and just being so in disbelief that black river wanted me on their team because it was like their team was the best people by far like they had really really everyone that i looked up to in europe or in germany was on black river and my favorite videos were like elias and winkler and um like boris all those people you know like watching those videos and they were all black rivers videos from back in the day like 2000 like basically 2003 to 2009 ish was like i mean i got on the team before 2009 but I'm just saying like that era in general was like a really inspirational era for me and watching the videos that came from that group. That's uh that's awesome. That's man, I I can even imagine like just <laughs> opening up an inbox and just being like, hey, Black River wants to sponsor me as a fingerboarder. Like that's wild. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. I still can't believe it sometimes, you know, it's just like I'm just a kid who's fingerboarding a lot, you know? No, I feel that for sure. Even when I watch a lot of your stuff, like your trick combinations are unique to you. And so like, if I didn't know, like I was watching a clip of you, like I could tell like that trick came from you. Like my favorite tricks that you kind of do, you do like a, a backside tail slide, shove it, backside tail slide is probably one of my like favorite combinations that you do. You do it so seamlessly and like no one else is really doing it. But if someone was to do it, I would automatically peg it as like, that's a, that's a mic trick right there. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. I feel like, uh, I don't know. There's been like a few tricks where I think, I don't know if I was like the first one to do them, but like, I would say at least one of the first people like to do it a lot or like to maybe I don't know I don't want to say like do it better but I, I try to do it better I try to do it as good as I can like style is so subjective so obviously like it depends what you like and stuff but I don't know I just do my best I guess I mean I consider you to be on the elite level of fingerboarding I mean I look back you know 10 years ago and you're doing battle of the herricks and I'm realizing like you are better than me 10 years ago than I am like right now today. Like <laughs> the gap I feel like between the level of fingerboarding that you are progressing to in comparison to like, you know, the other 99%, I guess you would say it's, it's massive. And so like, 
you know, and I look at like, you know, a lot of the guys on the flat face crew, um, a lot of the guys like they are riding with black river. It's like, there's probably like a good 50 people. I feel like that are like in the elite 1%. And I feel like fingerboarding, like everybody to me is kind of like they're catching up but not catching up nearly as fast. I feel like everybody wants to skate, you know, like a lot of the flat face crew, the black river crew, and then like, you know, having the opportunity at rendezvous to meet like Stoli and a couple of the other guys. I'm just like, I could start, he could stop fingerboarding right now. And I might be able to catch him in five years. Like <laughs> it's crazy. The gap that there is between the top 1% and everybody else for sure. I mean, are you noticing know. that? Are you seeing that? Or are you I just mean, hanging out with all the cool kids? I mean, I see people doing stuff that I can't do all the time. Like there's, Honestly, there's a lot of times when I feel like, dang, I'm losing it, you know, like I'm I'm falling behind or something like that's how I feel sometimes, not every day. But there's there's like I'll see a random clip on Instagram where some kid doesn't even look like he's trying and he does something that I know would take me like a solid like 50 minutes to land like or an hour. Like I'm just like, how are these kids doing these insane combos? And like, yeah, maybe it's a little sloppier or uglier style wise but it's still so difficult that for me to even do an ugly one would take like an hour. So like there's times like that when I'm just like, Oh, you know, like it's time for me to make way for somebody else to be like famous or like whatever, like, you know, I'm just like, Oh, I'm not good anymore. But uh, it's not really that. It's just like, I also watch my videos from like 10 years ago and I'm like, dang, I was, I would say 95% as good as I am now back then. Like I have a few tricks I can do now that there was no way I could do back then. Like some of the weird fingertip heel flips and behind a ledge things and whatever. Like I'm still progressing with like weird, difficult ways to do tricks, but I'll watch an old video of mine, like a good one. And I'll be like, wow, like that would still be hard for me to do now. I know it was hard back then, but I did it. And like, I wouldn't even think of doing it now because it's hard or like whatever. So it's like, I do think I'm still progressing, but just it's crazy seeing what some other people do also because there's such a wide range of styles and tricks and stuff. And there's a lot of really, really good people out there doing some crazy tech stuff. But I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm not like sad about it or whatever. I'm like motivated. You know, I'm like, if I see somebody doing something insane, I'm like, yes, you know, that was awesome. And I'll send it to like five of my friends just like, yo, dude, did you see this? Holy crap. Like, this dude just did, I don't know, hard flip back tail, laser flip back tail, laser flip, late flip, no slide. Like what? Like I'm telling you, there's a weird stuff like that on Instagram where I'm just like, how is that even real? Like, was that an accident or like, did you sit there for seven hours trying that? Or like, is the level just getting raised more and more? Which I think it is because if you look at skateboarding too, it's the same way. It's like, you know, Tony Hawk, let's say, did the 900 back then, and it was like no one else could do it. And now there's kids doing like 1260s, and Tony Hawk's just like, you know, he can barely land a 900 because it's hard. Yeah. And these kids are like, yeah, 1080 in my warm-up run, I'll go for the 1260 in the contest, and oh, oh, I landed it, no big deal. Like, Our youth just like, is progressing so fast. It is yeah. absolutely nuts. Even when I had the shop, man, we've had some kids i mean just you know just early teenagers and stuff like that and they're just they're they're just absorbing it like a sponge and so it's they're just progressing super super fast way faster than i think i would ever progress at their age yeah i think it's like because the level is so high and you can see it everywhere so easily um 
it's like the same in skateboarding. Like somebody did the first handrail and it wasn't like easy and no one else was doing handrails. And now it's like, Oh, you're not going up the handrail and doing a flip out. Like, what are you talking about? Like, it's just, once you see something and you know, it's possible, it's like, you can learn it that much faster, but you can also progress past it. Cause it's like, okay, I have that as a foundation. Like imagine if it was just like every, every skater's like foundation, like, Oh, you, you do a handrail in the first year, not like you do a handrail at the end of your career and you're famous for it. You know, like it's, it's just crazy. Like where you start is like where the last person's whole life got them to. And it's really cool. No, I feel that for sure. I know, you know, it's like skateboarding's SLS trick of the year. I'm sure you're familiar with them. A little bit. Yeah. So we actually, United States Fingerboarding League has made a fingerboarding version of that contest called Combo of the Year. And so, yeah, it's a year-long contest, just like Trick of the Year is. And we are giving out a $1,000 cash and a bunch of prizes from sponsors. And it's, uh, yeah, it's absolutely crazy. So we've got four different winners that'll win at the end of the year. We'll have a winner been three runner-ups and it's going to be just a compilation of the best combination of fingerboarding tricks like on the planet all in one place and so it's pretty pretty crazy to see so i don't know if you got time or not but definitely check it out and definitely uh get a submission in if you're if you're interested for sure i'd love to see what you know one of the best combination tricks that mike's got up his sleeves but it's also worldwide cool yeah i'm gonna check that out for sure and i'll probably be trying to get something crazy to enter into that but i don't know if i can compete with like like i was saying some of these kids now are doing like ridiculous stuff but i mean i can do really really crazy combos like stuff i don't even post if it's like bad and ugly but the thing is like i try to make it look pretty good so it's like there might be an extra flip in and flip out and flip in the middle that i don't show because it was like super super sloppy but the point is that I got the combo. So it's like, I'm not trying to show it till it's good or till it I looks nice. You. But I hear you. A I'll win is a win. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't win. want to be all like four fingers, three fingers on it and stuff. No, I hear you for sure. Yeah, it's a worldwide contest. So literally anybody in the world can compete. People in Asia, cool. people in Europe, people here in North America, South America, Australia. I mean, if you're literally on the planet and you can fingerboard, you can enter a submission. So it's going to be... Uh, <laughs> pretty crazy once we start getting into the more fall season and uh things really start to heat up for sure so we're only uh, about three or four weeks in and so we've already got probably about a dozen or so clips that are worthy of making it to the next stage and so we're we're excited to see where this turns out and where this goes yeah i can't wait to see it where should i look to find those usa fbl underscore c-o-t-y that's combo of the year on Instagram or on Instagram, YouTube, uh, TikTok, Facebook, pretty much anything Everywhere. social cool. media goes. Yeah, we've got it. So awesome. So we've got uh, possibly one of the largest fingerboarding collaboration events going down this summer. Yeah, it's going to be huge. June 10th. I mean, we're talking about United States Fingerboarding League crashing flat face warehouse for the day. Yeah, so it's going to be like, if you've ever been to either of our events, put them both together, basically. You know, all your stuff, all my stuff. Um, the whole building is full. I just brought another park there somehow, squeezed it in. 
and then we're going to have all year parks outside also and it's going to be insane i mean and to have a contest there is sweet and i feel like it's going to be like basically a summer rendezvous times two No, I agree. People are already talking about it being possibly like a Voss 2.0. Yeah. And I'm like, they're my fan base is literally hyping this. I'm so hyped. Like, this is this is gonna be absolutely amazing. It's gonna be huge. Yeah, absolutely I'm huge. stoked. Did you ever get a uh, official park count? Oh, I did not. Um, I could probably just look at a picture, like any picture taken from above that top I deck area. I completely forgot to, and then I realized you also have parks upstairs too, and that would have threw everything off as well. Oh, yeah, there's probably two Two or or three three, up there, yeah. yeah. And then I think you just got in the new G16 park, which I'm stoked for you to have. Yeah, it's so much fun, and I got the new diamond cut coping on that. It's insane. I saw that. I'm a little jealous, to be honest with you. Mine doesn't have the diamond cup, <laughs> so I was like, man, that looks good. yeah, That's... it feels really good, and it sounds awesome. And it's a thicker, or not a thicker, but it's a like a heavier metal. So instead of the aluminum coping, it's like... probably steel or something like that and so it just feels really good in general like even if it didn't have the cuts in it it would be like an upgrade already so it's like double upgrade <laughs> and i think they're gonna start putting those on like some of their ramps and stuff in the future Sure. Ooh, that'd be cool to get a maybe like a big mama or something with it. yeah Get that vert, do a little switch and just switch five of that. That feels so good. yeah feels amazing and sounds amazing That's all right. So that is actually going to be our competition park again for this year. So we've got our Awesome. version of the G16. And so we're going to be running that back to back this season as our street best run and best trick competition park. So pretty excited for that to go down this summer. Yeah, that'll be great. And people here will be stoked to use it too. Because mine's at my house, which means no one gets to use it till like the next park, basically. <laughs> So how does one get invited to these uh these after rendezvous like uh Mike Snyder meetups? So you're kind of like breaking the internet. Like we forget that there's an after party at your house, but like we realize that like no one's invited. And Yeah, so I mean, <laughs> the thing is, like, people used to just show up at my house uninvited, and there would be, like, a lot of people that nobody knew, and it would be really weird, so I really had to put my foot down and say, like, all right, if you're not literally staying with me for the weekend, which means that I know you and we're friends, then you're pretty much not here unless I invite you because I know you and you happen to be staying somewhere else, but it's like, I'm actually trying not to have a party. That's the point. And so there's obviously going to be a lot of people because it's like everybody that I know who's staying with me and they're staying for a few days around the event. Like, and it's the house is already maxed out, like to the point we run out of water. Sometimes you turn the sink on and it like drips out like two little drops. And you're like, guys, like if you have to pee, like go outside on a tree because like we're running out of water. We got to stop flushing the toilets so much. Like that's the level I'm talking about. Like there's too many people. So I have to post every year. Otherwise people try to show up and people still try anyways. Um, like people will email me and they'll be like, Hey, can I come to your house after rendezvous? And it's somebody who I've never heard of. They're not even like sending me like a picture of them as if they've met me before or something. It's just like totally random, but I just have to say no. Cause it's like, this is my house. 
it's already over full. I can't fit more people, first of all. Second of all, I don't want people that I don't know in my house. So um, I'm sorry to everyone that can't go to it, but it's basically, it's just like people that I know that are staying with me and and people, yeah, people that I know basically. But yeah, you can stop by if you want. Just It's like I have to tell everybody no friends of friends anymore because it's like if I know a person, they try to bring their like seven closest friends and then it ends up the same as it was before where it was like too many random people. Because it's like all my friends are here. Like many people are tired after the event. Everyone's staying here. They got all their stuff around. Like no one wants to worry about their things getting stolen or broken or whatever. So it's just like, yeah, basically it's a party that tries not to be a party. Like we try to just keep it chill. <laughs> no, I understand that. I get that completely. <laughs> So basically, Mike is uh, Willy Wonka. So if you don't have a golden ticket, you can't you can't come to the after party. <laughs> so golden tickets only. <laughs> All right, Mike, we have another custom one on one collab going down for the winners of our collaboration events. So we have three competitions. We have best trick street, best run street. And of course, Game Escape, which we call Battle of the Plies. So if you are a winner of those categories, first, second, and third, you're going to be getting a custom one-on-one deck from Mike here from Flatface. And so kind of tell us uh, tell us a little sneak peek at what that might entail. Yeah, so um, they're in the works right now. And basically, I can't even say too much, but basically the winner is going to get a special deck that nobody else has. And it says you know, the place and the contest that, that you did that. Um, so it's like, you know, best trick, first place, best trick, second place. Like, like it says that on the board and then it's got both our logos on it and yeah, it's going to be sick. Um, and there's really just one, like it's obviously it's not a board you could buy or something that would be pretty funny, but you can't buy your way into the, like, you know, oh, I'm a winner too. I bought the first place board. It's like, no, these are only being produced one board of each one. So the contest winner gets the board and that's it. So it's like a cool collector's item. The ultimate collector's item as well. So I'm excited <laughs> for these to uh, come out. Hopefully you'll give us a little quick sample when those get pressed and uh, might do a promo release, see what the, see what people might be able to win. That'd be cool. Yeah, we can definitely do that. I think they should be done in a week or two. So whenever they're ready, I'll take some nice photos or a little video and I'll put it on Instagram and people can get hyped and yeah it is really the ultimate collector's item because you can't even buy it you know like there's some collector's items where it's like oh there was only five and i bought one and this is like even if you want it and even if you're there you gotta you gotta be the best if you want to get it like you gotta fingerboard well like it's almost up to chance because you know sometimes you get nervous sometimes you don't land the trick whatever so whatever the universe wants is what's going to happen and somebody's going to walk away with a really cool board yeah, I'm, I'm so stoked for whoever wins these boards for sure. United States Fingerboarding League will also have one as well. We'll have one for each one of the stops. So we are at stop one, which is Chicago, which is getting ready to go down here in about a week and a half, two weeks, which we're super excited for that. That's May 28th. And so we'll have custom one-on-one boards for first, second, third place as well for each one of the cities. So at the Drake Hut event, for sure, you'll have a flat face version and a United States Fingerboarding League version as well. And of course, you know, our most famous 
most baller medals. So lots going on there. Lots going on there. All right, Mike, anybody you want to give a, give a shout out to? Um, I got to just give a shout out to everybody who fingerboards because, you know, if I start naming people, it's going to go on for like 10 minutes and then I'm going to forget a few people. So, um, it's more of just like everybody who's fingerboarding on any level is super appreciated. You know, it's like definitely a shout out to everybody who has companies and everyone who does events and everyone who's like really pushing the scene forward. But also if you're just sitting in your room and you've never even talked to another fingerboarder in your life, like you're just as important too, because you're the one doing it. You know, it's like fingerboarding is about fingerboarding. It's not about who you are or what you do. It's just about like, it's just one of these, you know, brings a lot of fun to a lot of people and it's just fingerboarding. Like I still can't even believe that fingerboarding like is what it is today. And it's, it's unbelievable. It's grown so much. 12-year-old me is definitely hyped. Yeah. Definitely hyped. All right. We've been doing like a nine-episode just running joke of, I want to say it's Drake Hut. Like, how do you actually pronounce the city that you live in? <laughs> it's pronounced Drake It. Drake Hit. Yeah. All right. Drake Hit. All right. I'm going to spread it. the word. I'm going to put some memos out to the crew. It is Drake Hit, not Drake Hut. <laughs> all right that's good to know all right well this is everything here mike i appreciate you coming on to the show let me let people know like where they can find you yeah um you can find me on instagram at mike schneider 161 youtube mike schneider um and then my website flatfacefingerboards.com and yeah also in Drake it at the events. <laughs> Drake hit. You heard it here. Drake hit. All of his information is going to be in the descriptions along with the United States Fingerboarding League, our events, the tour. All that will be there. So till next time, see you guys later. Bye.